ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930 present The Drive. Brought to you by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Local then, local now. Member FDIC. It is Tuesday, November 16th. Your drive begins now on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. You can join the program by calling the White Claw phone lines at 877-420-TALK. That is 877-420-8255. White Claw Heart Seltzer, it is made pure. We open up the text line for you as well, 304-523-2275. That number, once again, 304-523-2275. Coming up on the program, Marshall men's soccer coach Chris Grassy joins me in the next segment. We're going to talk about his team's seeding in the NCAA tournament, what he expects from his squad, how he thinks the tournament's shaping up. We're going to get all of that information from him. Also, we're going to hear comments from Marshall football coach Charles Huff. His media event was earlier today, getting set for Charlotte. We'll get his thoughts on the UAB game. We'll put that to rest. Look ahead to Charlotte. We've got a comment or two from a couple of players as well. So all that's coming up later on the program. We'll take a look at what is happening in Conference USA. Busy night last night in basketball. And that's where we begin with the Thundering Herd. Marshall getting the win over Milligan last night, 80-58. to Milligan, it goes down as an exhibition game for the Thundering Herd. It's a win. Tavion Kinsey in that game had 21 points, had 9-6, 6 rebounds. So that's a Tavion Kinsey night. He wasn't out there the full 40. He wasn't out there close to the full 40. And the reason being, of course, is because you're playing Milligan, you get an opportunity to play some of your younger guys, open your bench up a little bit more, send some players out on the court that you normally don't get an opportunity to get some meaningful minutes. And that happened. Marco Serenic had 11 points in the game, had a couple of steals, had five rebounds. So nice night for him. Abina and Achille Chillin. 12 points, five blocks, and seven rebounds. Good night, right? I thought so. Dan D'Antoni, after the game last night, talked about the victory. Sloppy, obviously. Uh, we played a lot of players. First half especially, we might have been able to get on a little rhythm. I kind of kept it kept it to where it was. And a little disappointed, though, because young guys got to come in there. They got to step up. It gave us a good chance to at least get them on the floor, let them experience uh, college ball, uh, chases. Been sick. He's just been back a couple of days, and Wyatt being out really for about six weeks. So they ain't got their legs under him yet, but I got him on the floor so we can take a look at him. Um, of course, we're led by Tavion. Got to get Andrew making the shot again. He uh, some he's not he, he didn't miss any shots for the first two months, and now can't get one in. But that that happens sometimes. Shooting will do that to you. A little sloppy with the ball and got to handle the ball better. We've got to get it up inside a little bit better. Uh, happy with Toussaint. He's going to be good. Uh, game, I didn't play Goring a whole lot, but he's two of three from threes, or two of two from three, excuse me. And, uh, you know, if I'd had him in there, we could have posted him down low, but I wanted to see some other things. Uh, he's, he's playing a lot better. Um, Marco is uh, solid, really solid. George always gives you energy, so. Got to get that shot going for Andy Taylor. That's the big one right there. 
you look at his numbers from the game, and, and for a while you just sit there and think, where's he at? Is he is he really into the game as much as he should? Three-point line, he was 2 of 11. He was 3 of 14 for the contest. So he ends up with eight points. I mean, that's okay. It's not an Andy Taylor game, but that's okay. I mean, Darius George had six points. Uh, Gorin had six points. Andy Taylor's got to get that shot. If he hits him in practice, should be able to hit him in a game, of course. you got a hand in your face. That doesn't help playing good defense on him. That doesn't help as well. So he's got to be able to be a better shooter. Instead of a practice shooter, he's got to be a game shooter. So hopefully that'll fall into place for him. But looking at the Thundering Herd, statistically, there were some good things, I thought, in the contest. The Herd shooting was okay. I mean, for the most part, shooting was okay. 29 is 72. A lot of guys putting up a lot of shots. Andy Taylor, 3 of 14. Did not help the number there. Tavion Kenzie, 6 of 12. I mean, he got some good looks. He was pretty good at free throw line, 7 of 9. So he got his points, a lot of them from the line. But your big weapons, they've got the green light to shoot. Maybe could have made a pass or two. Found a, a better shot instead of just shooting right away. Sometimes you don't want to shoot right away. Find the better shot. Got to work on that. But sloppy's a fair description of this game last night. Three point line. Marshall was eleven of thirty five. Free throw line was much better. Eleven of thirteen. Rebounding, out rebounded Milligan forty seven to thirty seven. Blocks, of course. You know you're going to. You're going to get a lot more from Marshall, bigger, longer team. Had 10 block shots. I'll tell you what. Competition is going to jump here soon. So this was a nice game to get some some footage on your guys. You can go back in the film room, talk to them about their performance. This is a game that you got that out of. This was not a game for anything else other than, okay, let's get some experience for our younger players. Let's see what we got. Let's see what we need to work on. Get the victory. So that's Marshall basketball yesterday at the Cam Henderson Center. Uh, Reported attendance, 3,983 showed up for this one. So uh, despite the opponent, that's an okay crowd for the opponent. For the opponent, that is not terrible. You'd like to see 8,000, 9,000 really get a nice atmosphere in there. But under 4,000 for that opponent, I can see that. I mean, Monday, it's an off night really for for Marshall basketball. Marshall basketball fans maybe not used to the Monday night game as well. But I think opponent had something to do with that one. Soccer playing on Sunday. That's going to be a big one. We're going to talk about that with Chris Grassy coming up. Uh, we're also going to get your text in. The text line is open for you, 304-523-2275, 304-523-2275. Uh, get your thoughts on Marshall basketball last night. We'll hear from Coach Huff a little bit later on. We'll get your feedback on that. We're going to hear from Chris Grassy, get his thoughts on the upcoming tournament, where he sits as far as um, is the team ready, is he happy with with where they're at after 
not winning the Conference USA tournament after not winning the regular season conference championship. Where is he at right now? That's coming up. We'll tell you about the night in Conference USA, get you updated on what happened last night in league play. All of that's coming up, plus your phone calls as well, 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. More coming up. It's The Drive, ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Brought to you by Huntington Federal Savings Bank, the local bank that's here for every step of your life's journey. Member FDIC. Yesterday, the pairings came out and the Marshall Thundering Herd earning the number 14 overall seed in the upcoming NCAA tournament. To tell us more about it, Marshall men's soccer coach Chris Grassy now with us on the program. And first off, coach, uh, congratulations. Uh, yesterday was a special day, the ring ceremony. Uh, for your squad, then you get to watch the uh, show once again, see where you're at. Uh, I know the the last few games didn't go the way you wanted them to, but still, uh, you're in the tournament. Marshall has a lot of respect. Uh, new season, right? Yeah, hi, Paul. Yeah, uh, definitely. Uh, we're, we're really sort of happy with, with where we're at and, um, you know, the draw. I think, I, you know, last week we were thinking, hey, we're, we're competing for a top four seed. Um, which you know would have been you know based on being number one in the country and, and having a great RPI and you know we didn't have a great week and um, you know we're, we're just we're happy to be you know still still thought of and, and get in there based on the body of our work you know we kind of went two months without getting beat and, um, and, and all those shutouts and wins along the way that, that we're glad you know sort of we carried that respect and, and were able to get seated and uh, the ring ceremony was lovely yeah it was it was a fantastic. Fantastic occasion to, to honor the guys. We finally got the rings in um, and we had Jamil back in town. So we thought it was a perfect time to to sort of honor them. And, and kind of, you know, we, we haven't had a, a lot of time between the seasons. So able to maybe put that, you know, put the closing chapter on, on, on that, that victory. And um, what a great time to do it, to remember how we did it, and why we did it, and why we worked together. And, you know, right before we, we find out the selection show and, and right before we get Providence on Maris um, here on Sunday. Before we talk about those two teams, how are you as far as your team? Healthy, physically, feeling good, uh, good place mentally. Uh, what's your evaluation of your squad? Yeah, I mean we we had a, we had a bad week. I think you know we had that that virus that went around, not not, not COVID obviously, but you know there was a, a sort of a, a sore throat and feverish, not feverish thing, but a you know tough sleeping, cold type flu symptoms um, that went through the team. And it just kind of knocked everybody back. And even though guys were able to play through it, they just weren't they weren't at their best. We we weren't at a hundred percent. And I think, you know, there's a few other little factors as well. I think with with guys, you know, maybe having thoughts and not not intentionally, you know, but thoughts about what do I do after graduation? What do I do in January with this pro team that is interested in me? You know, maybe after senior day, I think that maybe com- it all just compounded as well as the the sort of the red card situation. Um, for us that, you know, it may be compounded into just a, a 1% here, 1% difference there. And, and we just weren't, we weren't at our best. But right now, Paul, we are, we are looking great. Everybody's feeling healthy. Everybody's ready to go. We trained this morning. It was excellent. The standard was high. It was competitive. The guys were you know, buzzing off each other again. And it, it really felt like we haven't, you know, sort of missed a beat 
you know, getting off this this bad week. So it was the right response from the guys today. Uh, great to see and, and gives me a lot of positivity going into this tournament. You feel also maybe the chip is right back on their shoulder. This team, it feels like when that chip is there, watch out. This team really has uh, something to prove. Do you feel that maybe after the adversity, that chip is a little bit bigger all of a sudden on that shoulder? Yeah, for sure. I think it's, you know, we can definitely pull on those pull on those strings a little bit as well as coaches. I think, you know, the the story of it, it's a Cinderella story last year. And, and you know, I think that bugs a lot of our guys. You know, it, it bugs me for, for sure because, you know, there wasn't a Cinderella story. We were the best team, um, you know, plain and simple. And, and this is our third year in a row being, being in the tournament, um, you know, and, and it's, it was the second time we've had a full... Uh, a full tournament we've been seated in a row. So it's it's definitely it's definitely good every once in a while to get a slap in the face. You know, I, I don't think you can go win a national championship without having some setbacks along the way because you have to, to rise up from that. You have to fix your problems. You have to look in the mirror. You know, and I think we, we kind of needed that, you know. And, and last time, you know, we've been number one twice this season and we lost. We lost that ranking and then we didn't lose again. You know, and then this season we were number one in the poll, you know, before last week. Um, and we lost that ranking, and, and hopefully we don't lose again, you know. Chris Grassi joins me, Marshall, earning the number 14 seed in the upcoming tournament. You look at Conference USA as a whole. Kentucky earns the 9 seed. FIU grabs the 13 seed. Charlotte's getting to host a first-round game, but comes in unseeded. You know, where do you see the conference standing in comparison to the rest of the field? Yeah, no, no, it's a, it's a it's a very good conference, very very strong, uh, very very strong conference. You know, I think this is the we got three teams in last year. Uh, you know, getting four in this year, um, for sure, it definitely speaks to the the strength of the conference. I know when when I first got into got out marshalling and, and got into conference USA, you know, I think we were only getting two teams in. You know, and we've been able to to make some changes to the conference schedule, being able to make some changes to the. Um, the, the sort of the, the 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 sort of collegiality of coaches and and how we work together for the betterment in the conference and and then also look you got some some good programs you know some some good coaches as well uh, and we we should be getting four in and when we brought coastal in and, and WVU the idea was to you know get five and six teams in and I think that puts us sort of right up there and obviously boards well for um, you know a, a Sun Belt conference you know that that could be could be equally as strong, if not stronger, and puts us in the top three sort of power soccer conferences in the country. What's the status? Can you update us? Do you know anything as far as how those um, conversations are going to to add those affiliate members to the Sun Belt, try to reconstitute that and and truly be that top two, top three top conference? Yeah, I think, um, you know, since we since we last talked, I don't think the, the needle has moved at all. I think everybody's kind of... Um, Sort of focused a little bit on the postseason and and getting where where they're at as, as a sort of conference. So I think that those discussions are still ongoing. I think it's still on the table as we talked about last time. Um, and I'm hopeful, you know, that these these teams will join us. But really, there's nothing nothing new to report. You look at the uh, the match that uh, Charlotte's got. Charlotte is um, looking pretty good. They're going to take on Georgia State. Um, you eyeball that a little bit. Where do you where do you go there? Do you go current conference or new future conference when when you're rooting? You're still a conference USA guy right now, so you got to go Charlotte, right? <laughs> yeah, you know, I think uh, obviously Charlotte being being in this conference and us, us playing against them, and, and you know, hope they do well for 
you know, for the conference. I think that's a that's definitely a good thing. You know, Georgia State have got a, a, an interesting team. You know, uh, the, the coach called Brett Sorensen has done a really good job with them. Um, he's been able to sort of grow that program uh, over the last few years, and they've, they've constantly sort of you sort of been that up and coming program, getting better each year. I know last year they. Uh, they maybe only lost a couple of games last year and uh, were unlucky not to make it. And the year before, they they done a very good job. So that'll be a good game. You know, I'll be watching um, watching with interest to to see how that game goes. And then obviously we want to see how that team, the winner of that team, does against Georgetown. Um, you know, because that could be a potential a match for us further down the line. Of course, you got to get past either Providence or Maris first before you look down the line. Uh, talk about that matchup. Uh, what's interesting to you there, and, and what are the challenges that either team might provide? Well, I think the, you know, both teams are are good, and, and sort of they look very different, right? Marist is, you know, sort of a, a New York team, and, and they kind of you know want to come and, and and smash you in the mouth a little bit and get after you, and they're a little bit more um, sort of aggressive and, and sort of play a little bit more on the front foot. But, but aren't as organized as, as a Providence is. You know, Providence can can play out of the back. They can play long. They, they kind of have a little bit more structure to them. Um, so I feel like Providence have to be the favorites going into that game, um, coming out. But either team would be would be tough. And then, you know, we looked at, you know, flying out to, to scout that game, you know, back in, in there's a silly rule with men's soccer where we're not allowed to scout um, in person unless we're in the same tournament. And so now we're in the same tournament, you know, we could fly out there. And usually we would fly out there, but looking at the flights, it's it's essentially two days away from the team if, if me or one of my staff are going to fly out there. So it becomes very, very difficult travel-wise for us to get out there. But also, you know, I'm wondering what it's going to be like for them to get here. You know, it's going to be difficult for them to turn around and travel on Friday or Saturday, the day before the game. So that's going to, you know, be a factor in our favor, um, hopefully, before we play either one of those teams. Is, is, is It is, you know such a difficult travel for them. And if we can get that team here who've just played a game on Thursday, who've had to travel all day Friday, um, you know, one day to recover on Saturday, then then they play us on the Sunday early, I think we'll be able to jump right on them. And if we can impose our will on either team, you know, and get back to doing the things that, that we do well, you know, playing on the front foot, dominating possession, you know, pressing, closing down, winning the ball back early and, and really dominating proceedings and, and showing our, our fans and, you know, the, the the game and the experience that, you know, they've kind of been missing in the last couple of days. I think we, we owe that to them. But I think that will create such a hostile environment. If we can get on the front foot, I think it could be a very good game for us on Sunday. Coach Grassi joins me. Chris Grassi, head coach of the Marshall soccer team. I'm kind of curious before we continue, what's the reasoning behind that rule? You can't scout in person unless you're in the same tournament. Is there a, is there a logical reason for that? doesn't sound like one. Uh, I think um, I, I don't exactly know where where or when it came in. Um, it used to be used to be allowed to go watch games all the time. And I know when I was assistant coach at the University of Michigan, you know, on, if we didn't have a game, you could go to Oakland and watch a game. You could go to Michigan State. And I think some of the teams out west maybe thought it was an unfair advantage for some of the teams in the northeast who had, you know, 50 teams within you know a couple of hours that they could go watch. Where you know if you're in Denver, you've got one team, or if you're you know, in uh, in Poland, for example, you, you know, you've got a couple of teams around you and that's it. So I don't know if that's where it came from. It is a silly rule. I mean, it's it's something you cannot do. You know, you can't use institutional funds. So it's something you have to pay for yourself anyway. But I think it's kind of, it's killed some of those, 
you know, local rivalries. Like, why couldn't I drive to, you know, if we don't have a game, why could I not drive to Kentucky and watch a game? It's, it's two hours or Ohio State, two and a half hours to go watch a game. You know, that makes no sense for, for me as a soccer fan as much as a soccer coach. Yeah, I, I'm with you there because that just doesn't make sense to me. You're buying a ticket to go watch a game. Uh, you could watch it on ESPN Plus or go see it in, in person. You could drive to Morgantown, catch up on what the Mountaineers are doing, go down to Kentucky, see a game there. I mean, that's it makes no sense, Coach, but uh, then again, I think there's a lot of things that you and I agree are, are head scratchers. Uh, so yesterday was a fun yes. Yesterday was a fun time for you. You had the ceremony, you had the watch party. I didn't have a chance to come down, and I'll tell you the reason why. It's because I was getting ready to speak to a class that included Ryan Sirk. He was in attendance in this class that I was speaking to. Um, <laughs> young man wants to be a uh, a soccer broadcaster, and yeah, uh, I'll tell you this. I'm going to give you a report on him. He asked a lot of good questions. Uh, he was. Uh, engaged, interested, very attentive. Uh, is that normal for him? Is he that type of uh, young man when you got him? A hundred percent. You know, Ryan Sirk is definitely one of my favorites, and, and I'm, I'm, I'll be so sorry to see him go. The the, the guy never in training. He, he always asks the right questions, whether he's on the starting team or the reserve team. He gives a hundred percent. You know, in the last few years, he, he hasn't been a starter um, for us, you know, since since 2019 really consistently but he, he gives us all he's so diligent when we do set piece training corner kicks free kicks he makes it work for us on that and he, he that's exactly him and i think he's got such a good understanding of sports and, and where soccer fits and, and sort of great soccer knowledge to go on and have a really good career as a as a soccer broadcaster i mean i wish him nothing but the best and i'll be really really sorry to see him go uh, but i but obviously wish him you know the nature of the job is, is we, we prepare them to leave us um, and he'll be he'll be great and successful at anything he does because he is that diligent and he does give everything that time and, and the passion um, to make it work. He was he was great. I I enjoyed speaking to him in that classroom setting yesterday uh, when he came in. He came in right under the under the wire. You know, I was sitting there ready to go, and he just came right in. Uh, thankfully, he had the speed to get into his chair before we shut the door. I'll give that to him. He was a little quick. <laughs> yeah, he was just getting his ring, you know. So he's uh He's got to be in two places at once and, and run to, to class. I think he's, uh, you know, a little bit more fitness for him. Won't hurt. Chris Grassi joins me on the program. Marshall is getting set for the winner of Providence and Marist. Now, this is going to be a Sunday contest. It's home game, as we all know. Uh, basketball has been moved schedule-wise to accommodate everyone who wants to go to soccer then basketball. So I think that's great that the university really is uh, making those adjustments so everyone can go to soccer, cheer on the herd, and then go to basketball, really not forcing fans to uh, try to get to both or catch half of your match and then go to basketball or vice versa. So uh, I think that's great that the university is doing that for you. No, that's amazing. Yeah, yeah. Jeff Jeff called me um, and was just saying, like, here's a dilemma, you know, before or afterwards. And you know, I was really pushing to kind of go a bit earlier on the Sunday. You know, had that, you know, Conference USA Championship was supposed to be at one o'clock. Let's play at one o'clock on a Sunday. Like, you know, we we've been preparing for that one o'clock Sunday game, so let's let's keep that. And um, Danny and and Jeff really worked with us to make sure we could get them both in, and then we weren't stepping on each other's toes. So obviously, it's a, it's you know, it's a great great staff over here, and and everybody's been super supportive and help us, you know, on on the run. So you know, couldn't be more thankful for for all of those guys. Good luck. It's um. You've got a few days to prepare, so I know you're going to use that time wisely. But 
Um, this is going to be exciting. It's it's the new run for the championship. I mean, you're the champ until otherwise, and you know you don't like otherwise. So uh, let's go get that second championship. Oh, for sure. And we'll be talking to the guys about that. It's it's our belt, you know. It's our it's our title. There's somebody has to come and take it from us, and so we're going to make them take it. And we that's kind of the message. And I think some of the thing that was really missing in the last couple of games as well was that, you know, they have to come and take it from us. We have to fight them at every step. And, and grind them down and make them take it for us. And so the guys have shown that mentality, you know, time and time again throughout their careers. And then again this morning training, like we all know, like it's all belt and they can't have it. I like how you put it. It's like a wrestling belt. It's your title belt. Come get it. I like that. <laughs> oh, for sure. Coach, good talking to you again. Uh, we'll do it real soon. And uh, let's, uh, let's hope that this is going to be a long run to the championship. Those were fun. That was fun last year. Let's do it again. Oh, for sure. That's that's the goal. That's the goal. We'll see everybody in Kerry. Chris Grassy, my guest. Appreciate him. Thank you, Coach. Thanks for spending some time with us here this afternoon. Uh, Ryan Sirk is a, an outstanding young man. Um, I definitely want him as an intern. Uh, I might have an opening soon, so I'm looking for a new intern here. Um, and Ryan Sirk maybe will fill the bill. I mean, it's a possibility. Um, Jaden's doing a good job, though, behind the glass, so we're probably going to keep him as well. More coming up. It's The Drive, ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Presented by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. We're opening up the text line for you. I want to get your feedback on Coach Huff. 304-523-2275. 304-523-2275. Paul Swan, your host for today's edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. So today was Coach Huff's media availability. The coach getting a chance to look at the film against UAB, get an opportunity to really break it down. Look ahead to Charlotte. We're going to focus on Charlotte later on in the week, but I want to focus on just wrapping UAB up. I mean, it was an emotional loss, right? There's a lot put on those kids, a lot of emotion going into that game, a lot of, I don't want to call it baggage, but they were carrying a lot on their shoulders going into that game. And so Coach talked to us about how tore up they were. They were you know, really you know, upset because of the game and what it meant to the community. But Coach had an opportunity to go back, look at the film, and he didn't verbatim repeat what he told us in his postgame after the loss, but he basically alluded to the fact that, look, I've looked at this film, and what we talked about with you during the postgame is basically what we're talking about now when we go back and look at that film. Here's Coach Huff's response to us. You guys were at the game. Um, as I said, after the game, we didn't execute well enough to beat a championship team. Um, and when we watched the film, the exact same thing. Um, there were a lot of positives that we can learn from. Um, I thought our kids fought hard. I thought we played um, a championship team down to the end. Um, but this is not horseshoes or hand grenades, so you don't get points for being close. Close, but no cigar. Close. Close isn't going to get it, right? I get it. I get it. You feel like you got a team. You feel like you're shooting yourself in the foot. You feel like you've got the pieces there. You've got some components that could be really doing something special or close to it. And then you pull a game like that. I completely get it. 
you know, you're close, but you're you're closing the gap, but the gap is still there, to use some of Coach's terminology here. Now, Will Ulmer, love talking to him, always has something thoughtful to say when he answers a question. He talked to us about going back. He watched that UAB game film with his unit, and uh, this is what he said as far as what they talked about, what they could pick up from that game. I, you know, sat down and watched it with my guys yesterday, and uh, one takeaway from that is, you know, that was a that was a championship defensive front seven. Uh, you know, I'll give them some credit. They had some really good players, and, uh, you know, when you go back and watch the film, you know, there's some areas that we need to clean up, but I also think there were a lot of areas that, that we did some really good things, and, uh, you know, you just got to keep putting it together as the season progresses and, and, and finding a way to, to get the next one. Got to be positive, right? That's what Will Ulmer is saying. Got to be positive. Got to take what you can learn from that game, move it ahead to the next game, and try to get that victory. Because UAB game's over. Can't do anything about that. Now you can do something about the Charlotte game. You can do something about Western Kentucky. So Will's always positive. Now, Coach, the one thing about Coach Huff that's different than Doc Holliday is in years past, you could ask Doc Holliday – What'd you learn from that game? What'd you learn from that loss? And Doc would at times say, I don't learn anything from a loss. Coach Huff, on the other hand, four losses already, he itemizes some of the things that the team has learned from the loss, including the UAB game. Um, I told the guys, you know, in the ECU game, we learned that we got to be able to finish. Um... In the App State game, we learned that, that penalties, turnovers, and missed tackles, missed assignments uh, can, can kill you. Um, in the Middle Tennessee State game, uh, we, I think we all know that the ball is the program, and if you turn it over multiple times, you're going to have issues. And in this game, we learned we got to be able to execute consistently. And when we executed, we moved the ball down the field, we stopped them on defense. Um, and when we didn't, we gave up some big plays on defense. And obviously, being one for, tw- uh, one for 12 on third down is definitely not executing consistently. So if we put it all together, um, moving forward, uh, we got a chance to do some really good things. The chance he's talking about is winning against Charlotte, coming back home, taking on Western Kentucky, beating Western Kentucky, winning the East Division, and then possibly a rematch with UAB, possibly a trip to Texas to take on UTSA. That's the one thing I'm certain of. You're traveling. You win the East Division, you're traveling. You're not going to enjoy the friendly confines of Jones C. Edwards Stadium. I almost want the herd to travel, be honest with you. I think I'd rather see them go on the road, maybe less distractions, maybe a little bit more of a laser focus give them an opportunity to to get away from Jones C. Edwards Stadium for a week, a few days at least. Well, just for the travel itself. That, that'll usually be on a Friday. But give them the opportunity to, to maybe get away for a couple of days, focus on the championship game itself, and maybe just maybe pull this thing out. I mean, I think an East Division championship would help. It would be salve for the wound, right? You'd like to have one of those. Get back in the championship game. Haven't done that in a while. So if Coach Huff can get the herd back in the championship game, that's doing something despite the adversity. Winning the championship game, we'll see. 
UTSA looks like a tough opponent. We've already seen what UAB can do. You'd like to get a second shot at them this season. At the end of the day, though, you got to get past Charlotte. Then you got to get past Western Kentucky. So no givens there just yet. Eli Neal had a chance to talk to him as well. And one of the things that I asked him was looking at the film, that game itself, what's some of the positive things you can go back and grab from that UAB loss? Uh, I feel like the positive coming out of that game is that um, we didn't play our best game. I know that sounds like a negative, but I feel like it's a, a, a way bigger negative when you play your best game and, and a team beat your best. They beat everything you had, and they just came down and, you know, just out-physical us, out-manned us. But it was a lot of things that we did wrong as a team and things that we know we can correct and things that we normally have, you know, rolling smoothly, and we just got to get back to that. I feel where he's going with that. I really do. Because if I didn't give you my best, and I still put up a really good effort, I didn't give it all. And I know I can do I can do more. I can do better. I see where he's going with that. I don't think if I give you my best and you beat me, that that's a negative for me. I mean, because if I give you everything I have and, and I got beat by a better team, a better person, then okay. Again, you can live with that. Uh, I like where he's going, though, with that. It's like, look, uh, the positive here is that we can get better. So I think that's where he's going a little bit more than saying, hey, um, if we were full strength and they beat us, the, that would have been a negative. No, I think what he's trying to say and where he's going with that is that we've got some room to grow here. We've got some more potential, and we hung in there pretty good despite the fact that UAB was supposed to be a better team. They were talking about how they were a championship-caliber team, you know, going off the fact that this is the defending Conference USA champions. I mean, good team, yes. Good team beat Marshall, yes. Can Marshall beat this team? Possibly. We'll talk about that if the opportunity comes up here in the next couple of weeks. Got to talk about Charlotte, though, and that's where we're at now with Coach Huff. Uh, he talked a little bit about the job that Coach Healy has done with the team, and you know he had some positive things to say about Charlotte when we asked him about the team. Coach Healy has done a phenomenal job um, down there with his, with his ball club. They are playing really good football. Um, their quarterback um, is as scrappy as all can be, makes some really good throws, uh, make some unorthodox off-balance throws with timing. His receivers do a really good job of uh, fighting back for the ball or you know, running past the receiver or DB when needed. They run the ball well, and defensively they do a lot. They, they do a lot of different looks, um, a lot of different pressures. It's going to cause us some, uh, some issues as far as communicating. We'll have to be on top of those things. Um, and, and obviously they're in position um, you know, here in Conference USA to, to, to at least contend um, you know, for, for, for this side. It's not over yet. Marshall can win out, win the Conference USA East Division. If Marshall loses and Western Kentucky wins, Western Kentucky wins the East side. It's simple as that. You want to get into a situation where you have the opportunity to play 
for the East Division Championship. And to do that, you got to go to Charlotte. You got to win that contest. We've got basketball to talk to you about when we continue. We'll take a look at what's happening in Conference USA. Uh, we got several games tonight on the basketball schedule. It was a pretty busy night last night as well. We'll get you caught up on all of that when we continue with today's edition of The Drive here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Presented by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. We're wrapping up today's edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. Thanks for tuning in. I do appreciate it every single day. we got a busy week ahead of us. we got Marshall basketball coming up on Thursday. We've got Herd football on Saturday. And, of course, Sunday we have got soccer. We have got, of course, Herd basketball. We even got... Marshall Women's Basketball Friday night. And of course, we got a lot of high school football tomorrow on the program. Head coach of the Huntington Highlanders, Billy Seals, will join me. We're going to talk about the season so far and what he expects as the run continues. So, Conference USA, busy night last night. Marshall, of course, getting the victory over Milligan 80 to 58. And uh, for the most part, uh, Conference USA was okay. Manhattan. At Old Dominion was a victory for Old Dominion, 79-58. Uh, Louisiana Tech plays host to Jarvis Christian, gets the win there, 91-61. And then uh, a tough one, Buffalo was at North Texas, and North Texas loses that one, uh, 69-66. It was Southern Miss at TCU, and that was a loss for Southern Miss, 83-51. So that was yeah, that was kind of an ugly loss there. Uh, Southern Miss has been a better program before, so you'd like to see them get better. And then Texas A&M Commerce at UTSA. 65-62, Texas A&M Commerce, if I'm reading that correctly. I, I had to do a, a double take when I, I saw that. I thought that UTSA would beat them. That's the one I'm kind of scratching my head over right now. Texas A&M Commerce beating UTSA. You know, I get TCU. That's easy to, to say that. I get Buffalo. I, I can see that as well. But Texas A&M beating UTSA, uh, I don't know if that's a good look or not for Conference USA. This, again, is uh, going to be a replacement in the American. The American where Houston was really good in basketball, right? Cincinnati. If anything, the American basketball side of things, I think, is going to go down a little bit. Big 12 basketball goes up. You put Cincinnati in the same conference with West Virginia, all those are going to be some electric games. I mean, that's the good thing about that. Cincinnati, West Virginia, you at least have some logical travel partners there. And Bob Huggins with that previous... That previous relationship with Cincinnati, those are going to be some fun matchups there. That's that's going to be some must-see TV right there. I'm excited for, for that, to say the least. But UTSA better step it up. I'm just saying, they're great in football right now. That's a, that's a football pick going into the American. But basketball, uh, losing to Texas A&M Commerce, uh, I'm not sure about that one. And, and really... Uh, UTSA went into the half leading 31-29 and uh, got outscored 36-31 in the second. And you look at UTSA, now 1-2, and 
Texas A&M Commerce Division Two. That's what makes that a little bit of a head-scratcher there. So not a good night for UTSA. That's the bad loss in Conference USA. Buffalo's not a bad loss. Southern Miss losing to TCU, not a bad loss. Texas A&M Commerce beating UTSA, bad loss for Conference USA. Uh, Here's what it looks like tonight. Miami will travel to the friendly confines of FAU, so... FAU can get a win over Miami tonight. That would be a nice win for Conference USA. Middle Tennessee and Winthrop, both teams are 2-0. Uh, that should be a fun one right there. So you hope that Winthrop uh, goes down to Middle Tennessee. That would be a good win for the league. Uh, Southern University and Rice, both teams are 1-1. One one. You would hope Rice could get that one. Uh, Denver, the Pioneers, in action tonight against those UTSA Roadrunners. I hope we're not talking about Denver, the pioneers of Denver, beating UTSA tomorrow. If it happens, we are. And northern New Mexico, the Eagles will face off against the UTEP Miners. That is coming up tonight as well. So that's a look at Conference USA. Of course, it is Tuesday night, so that means uh, there should be some fun action in the top 25. And behold, there are several games in the top 25. Of course, over in our sister station, Cat Sports 93.3 and 1340, we have got 13th-ranked Kentucky taking on Mount St. Mary's. We have also got several matchups in the top 25 that should be at least interesting I think Seton Hall, Michigan should be a fun one tonight at 9 o'clock. Michigan comes in fourth ranked. Uh, Virginia and the 15th ranked Houston Cougars. uh, That would be an interesting one, to say the least. And I think also St. Louis and number 11 Memphis. That would be a fun one to watch. Uh, I'm probably going to keep my eye on the Kentucky game just a little bit. Because, again, after all, isn't this a suburb of Kentucky? Because I do see a lot of Kentucky jerseys around. And on any given day, I will see our very own Bill Cornwell sporting the Kentucky gear. So you got to follow the Wildcats. But that's coming up on our sister station tonight on Cat Sports 93.3 and 1340. And, of course, you can catch it also on 92.7 and 98.5 The Planet. Um, I'm completely skipping Duke and Gardner-Webb tonight. Not That's that's not an interesting one to me. Uh, you know, Howard and number 5 Villanova, that might be an interesting one there. Of course, if you're like me, you're going to be focusing a little bit more on hockey, and that's what I'm probably going to do tonight, check in on some of the basketball, but I'm going to keep an eye on hockey. we got some NBA action as well. Uh, As far as uh, games of interest to you, Philadelphia and Calgary coming up tonight at 7 o'clock. Buffalo taking on the Pittsburgh Penguins tonight. Uh, That one should be an interesting one, to say the least. Tristan Jerry uh, did not look good the other night. Uh, is it Jerry or Jari? I, I hear it both ways. I'm going to have to ask. But I hear Jerry, I hear Jari. I'm going to go with Jari for uh, for Tristan until I get an actual uh, confirmation on that. Because, again, I've heard it both ways. As far as uh, the schedule is concerned, that's pretty much it as far as your entertainment options are. So if you're 
basketball fan looking for a game on the radio tonight, I invite you to head over to our sister stations to catch UK in action. And uh, we'll be back tomorrow to talk about all of it once again. I want to thank Chris Grassi for joining us on the program tonight. I really do appreciate his time for checking in, uh, getting us set for Marshall in action on Sunday. Again, that's going to be a 1 o'clock game on Sunday to accommodate basketball or basketball is accommodating soccer either way uh, both games have been moved basketball is going to be at four o'clock contest at the cam henderson center we'll be back tomorrow to do it all over again right here on espn 94.1 and am 930 have a great night everyone Huntington W231BS Huntington broadcasting from the Oscars Breakfast Burgers and Brew Studios. This is ESPN 94.1 at AM 930.